Add a little bit too much of Hennessy. Just gonna tell y'all I feel. Welcome to Same Time Next Week podcast. I'm Colleen. I'm Julie. I'm Sophia. <laughs> Julie, I saw, I told Colleen a quote today at lunch and she was, oh my God, wait, put it in her phone. <laughs> I did put it on my phone. Wait, can we just, can we all take a second? Should we start with this? I think this should be, this should be our opening. All right. Our opening monologue. Here we go. Where is it? Oh, it's in the notes. She said, people that try to bring you down, emphasis on the try, people that try to bring you down are already below you. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? That is so true, Sophia. Thank you for that. Exactly. Amen. Preach. Amen to that. Double amen. We had a prayer. And Already below you. This. Okay, so I'm glad that we have, um, doesn't really seem like we have any Sunday scaries today, tonight. A little bit. A little bit. I have a <laughs> lot. Um, A little Sunday scaries. I just feel like I wasted another weekend and didn't get a lot done, but. It's okay. There's only so much time. I know. What can you do? I've been, I've just been like drinking so much. I've drank more in the last few months than I like ever did in college. Like it's ridiculous. <laughs> okay, it's absurd. But, but that's because you were student athlete. True. That was on ESPN top ten. <laughs> yeah. Are we? Are we recording right now? <laughs> yeah. Okay. And you now have a job that requires social gathering yeah i just entertain people all the time i'm like oh (laughs) man it takes a lot out of you and then julie how many hours did you have to drive today to boston i think it was like probably seven and a half like our stops and stuff um so it was definitely a long day but I um, got to listen to music that I chose because I drove most of the time. <laughs> so that's always a perk. Was Cliff with you? Yeah, he was in the back seat. Guys, Aww. it's kind of sad. I think he has like kennel cough right now. Um, what is that? Like, it's just a version of like a cough that they get. I think they can get it from like. Oh, kennel cough. I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From staying yeah. with other dogs. Yeah. So my sister's dog had it. And then like, but we. They both have the boosters, so like they Bordetello is what it's called. Yeah. So they both have that, but I guess you can still get it. Um, I think like it's most effective in six months, and it it lasts a year, and so I think it's like a little over six months. So maybe it was just not as effective. But he has a little cough. I never heard a dog cough. That sounds so sad. It sounds worse. And I mean, it's definitely not like good to have um, kennel cough as like a dog, but like obviously just with anything, it can obviously get really bad, but yeah, it's like a a dog's version of a cold, right? Yeah. So it sounds really bad when they cough. I'm like, oh my gosh, is he okay? But um, he's been coughing less. So we're going to take him to the vet tomorrow. Maybe give him antibiotics. Maybe that'll help. And also, I think once he's home and adjusted, that'll help his immune system. Yeah, definitely. I'm a doctor. Um, (laughs) Wait, yeah, I'm a vet. Wait, so (laughs) add that to Sophia's repertoire. Wait, so what music does Jack play when he chooses in the car? I don't even know. Like, (laughs) he'll just like leave on Sirius to like whatever like classic on yeah. yeah and it's just it's like road trips are meant for music so you're telling me you didn't listen to justice the whole time yeah well i did when it was my turn but you know yeah. well we got some topics today this is more structured than it seems believe it or not 
I would just like to add because last week I was unprepared for the. <laughs> I was un- <laughs> We've decided that we're going to give ourselves a week so we can give you a full recap of an album. Un- yeah. And yeah. I would just like to say that I do love Justice as much as I thought I would. And I'm <laughs> really happy that I have it in my life. Aww. See, guys, we know Colleen so well. Like, we knew this would happen. We're like, she's going to love this. And, like, just wait. And we were so right. But now um, you guys do too. Yeah, I would say I jumped the gun on saying I didn't like the album because now I'm like very much into it. Like I yeah. am really into all the songs. Not all the songs, but most of the songs. Yeah, I think you like it more than me, but I still really like it. I think like we talked there about- There are some songs. First of all, like five of them, I could be my first dance at my future wedding. But <laughs> <laughs> there are some songs that literally- get me just they make me so happy i can't explain well his new deluxe version came out and i liked a lot of those so like the chill ones that are very you know like in the car like like i really am a fan of those but the ballads of him i don't like and i still stand by that statement Mm -hmm. but i'm glad you guys like them it's just i think lifetime was like a very magical song like very i mean obviously you're not going to play lifetime you know like every day, it's not one of those songs where it's, you know, just playing in the background all the time. But the lyrics, it was just so like, how did he just I love it? It was in my feelings for that one. So I'm glad I'm glad we all are surviving this Sunday night. And I'm really excited to talk to you, Colleen, about, about Demi about Lovato documentary on YouTube. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit me because I have not um, I have not watched yet. Let me just Classic make a note too. Unprepared again for week number three. <laughs> How was it? You, I, you said you liked it a lot, right? Yeah. What were you gonna say, Julie? I just think the name "Dancing with the Devil" is like such a good title for it. Like, mm-hmm. so I just wanted to note that it hooks hooks the audience in. That is actually a really good title. Um, but yeah, yeah, Sophia, tell us your thoughts. Well, I, I just liked it. Wasn't this like celebrity thing? It was really a personal um documentary it's 20 minutes long each episode and she talks about in the beginning like it just it's not just oh i did i had an overdose and that that's it she like explains the yeah. unresolved childhood trauma that she had with her estranged estranged relationship with her dad that caused her to feel like she had to self-medicate which led to the overdose um and then Kudos her mom to her yeah and then her mom admits like Demi Demi was really young when she was married when Demi's mom was married to Demi's dad and her mom says now now looking back I probably should have gotten her professional help to deal with all of the the things she witnessed when she was younger um Mm. and you don't know this Colleen but Demi says that her dad was basically cut out of Demi's life and Mm. the entire time Demi like had this fear that her dad would die alone and then he Aww. did die alone and nobody found him for days. So <gasps> so that oh really gosh. like triggered things, which led So she to- obviously obviously I don't know why he was cut out of her life, but like because he she, she didn't make an attempt to reach out. I think um, it was very much like I think the mom had expl- expressed that like a person his addiction got so bad to the point where they couldn't do anything to help him any longer so it was just Mm. like 
that, like at this point he had to want to help himself and he wasn't yeah. ready for that clearly. And so I just think, you know, addiction just tore them all apart. Unless Sophia, I feel like she mentioned something, but I can't really recall what she said. She said that he um, had bipolar Ooh, disorder yes. and schizophrenia and was battling addiction. So she said oh she gosh. felt guilt over the years because she's been such an advocate for mental health. Yet here was her father with all of these things that he was dealing yeah, with and battling all that by himself. Yeah. And she didn't help him the way she would have helped other people. But like Julie said, Demi said she knew he needed to realize that he needed help and sobriety is the individual's choice. But that's a lot Mm -hmm. of burden to carry too. Yeah. Like on somebody to think that you could have like saved their dad and like helped his mental health when like, you know, she's dealing with her own. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's so, so I, it just all makes sense as to why she like battles with eating and drugs. I think it's yeah. really awesome that she's so open about it because I don't think people talk about it enough because yeah. obviously there's like one you have to be willing to get really vulnerable and open about all the dark things that you battle with but it's just really cool of her because a lot more people deal with it than people realize and she's like open and talking about it and I'm sure so many people can relate <clears throat> yeah I think so too and I think also she said that she felt a lot of guilt for like, <clears throat> she just felt nervous to like ever relapse or like not be in a good place because so many people were looking up to her. And I just feel like too, it's like even her like relapsing and going through all of this can help people be like, okay, you're not always going to be perfectly fine. It's okay to like do so well and go back, but like still get yourself back to a good place. Yeah. Healing is a jagged process. Oh, I love that. Yeah, somebody told me that. Shout out Alicia. She -hmm. told me that. And I was like, "Um, that's so true. And it doesn't negate all the success that you have, like healing in the past when you have a dip. But yeah, it's not linear. Sometimes it can feel like that. But sometimes you have a dip. You take 10 steps forward and one step back. And you take 10 steps forward and one step back. But the key is just to keep moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, I don't know. I think it's part of the healing process to have setbacks. So Mm -hmm. I think accepting that helps you not be so hard on yourself. For sure. Um, but what Julie was saying, I'm excited to watch you guys are getting me pumped. Yeah, no, you're going to love it. And what Julie was saying one of her friends was being interviewed and he said, Demi was somewhat of a martyr because Mm -hmm. she was this sober celebrity icon when she had underlying issues and so basically the whole documentary was just a juxtaposition of her before she had the overdose preaching about like how mental health and sobriety were so important and then it showed the present in the documentary where she was saying all the issues she had so i really think it's gonna help people to i don't know i think social media you see so many people's highlight reels and you think like you could be having the worst day and you just go online and see everybody having the best time of their lives. Oh yeah. I think not, not enough people realize that social media is not real life. Yeah. So I think people opening up about these dark things that are also real life, I think helps other people feel normal, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's really cool. I know you showed me the trailer and the trailer was really, really good, but I just haven't watched it. it. It's, I think a last note too, or not last, but yeah. 
I think was um, when she like woke up from, you know, being just like not her overdose from her, from her overdose. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Sorry, guys. No, it's place, okay. So it's feeling okay. my sentences here. <laughs> um, but she was like, does everyone know? And then her mom was like, yes, everyone knows. Every, like people are shocked people are worried and people love you still like this doesn't mean like no one loves you any longer you know what I mean because I feel like being a celebrity going through this you're probably like everyone's gonna be so disappointed and not believing me yeah. anymore but it was just like a good way for home to be like no we also love you like you're still yeah I'm sure she needed to hear that yeah we're always um, our own worst critic like oh yeah absolutely but but she, but she takes accountability like she says I can't imagine how hard this was for my family because I had manipulated them into thinking I was fine, but that's on me. It was my responsibility. Yeah. She just, she she doesn't blame her dad. She just, yeah. Um, But yeah, I think you'll like it. She also talks about her eating disorder and she shows like um, her stylist for her tour would draw like a, a figure of what was supposed to be her wearing the wardrobe for her tour and it was just funny because she was like, yeah, all of these outfits look good on this tall, um, like, drawing with this this waist that's in the middle of her stomach. Well, that's her stylist's fault. Why would she do that? Well, that's like, what she was saying. Be realistic with her body type. The team was just like, I think the team before all this, they would do so much to ensure that she wouldn't, like, fall out of place. Like, they had a trainer, a nutritionist, a therapist, um, just like everyone in dietitian too like everyone just so involved to keep her in line and not fall out of place so that she just was like I felt so controlled like it just made me fall out of place yeah like they would drug test the people in her team before they got to see her um yeah. it was just over controlling what she ate like so I think I think now she isn't even completely sober she's doing California sober I don't know if you know that Colleen no, what is but that? California sober. It's like, it's a, I need to look more into it, but it's a solution to, uh, to addiction where some people. So it's are, not like cold Turkey where like people can't handle that. Yeah. They're, like, they're allowed, they're allowed like to weans them off. I think it's, I don't know if it's permanent, but I do know you're allowed to drink on it and smoke weed, but it's all very gradual. And I mm-hmm. think it's to help people that with Demi she did it for six years or something and she was miserable being sober so it's helping people mm-hmm. who, who feel so controlled by not having it at all that they can maybe figure out if having it gradually or moderately I think you're gonna like it and I've listened to a lot of podcast recaps on it and everyone was like oh I cried and I maybe I'm just not emotional enough really I didn't cry I mean I, I am an emotional person but I'll probably cry <laughs> I wasn't able to cry because Jack wouldn't let me like watch the video as he shouldn't have let me watch the video while I was driving. So I was listening and he was watching the video, but he was really good about it because he'd be like, this is her sister talking. This is her (laughs) friend. Like, like, tell me which person was talking because it would say who they were. So he was watching it. Yeah, he was really helpful. But I will say stuff like this um, does make me... It get, it's similar to what Grey's Anatomy makes me feel now is I get like very uncomfortable and settled. I think it's because I'm so scared of like health issues. I don't yeah. know. Oh, that yeah. makes sense. So it's normal. Is, yeah. No, I know. It's like off-putting. Yeah, Colleen, did you I ever have, watch? Yeah, I watched Grey's, but I, I, had, I haven't watched recent seasons because 
You're breaking. I was just talking to someone else about this the other day. Like Grey's Anatomy is not what it is like what it used to be. Um, what was your breaking point? The plane crash. Uh, no, I continue to watch it a little bit after that, but I do feel like nobody leaves that show unless they die. Unscathed. I feel like it's a little dramatic. Yeah. So it's a, it's a little much. I know. Like Meredith has been through a lot. Yeah. Like her sister, her husband. Yeah. I'm sure there's people I'm forgetting, like all of her friends. It's just yeah, like six of her friends. Like yeah, there should be some some peace, some some areas that aren't touched by death in this show. Yeah. Um. Okay. All right. I also what do you got for us, Soph? What's a news story? Okay, so this one I comprehend it, but I think you'll have better commentary for it. Okay. I still think it's it's interesting though. So once again, Tom Brady, but it's not about him. It's <laughs> not. Wait, are we gonna we're gonna talk about Tom every week, every episode. Um, so um, now the Buccaneers have all twenty-two starters of their twenty twenty Super Bowl championship roster returning for the next season. Oh, cool. Which is absolutely unheard of in today's NFL and salary cap free agency era. Nice. Good for them. Look at Tom Brady really just keeping the glue. People are like, we like Ch- chasing win. eight, baby. Let's keep this going. I wonder, I wonder if this has to do with him and his withholding of his real value in his contracts. <laughs> no, I'm sure there's Maybe. a correlation. Yeah. The man wants to win. Because if they're not using this money for like the main player, they can allocate, reallocate these resources. Yeah. What does anyone know when the last time that Bucks had um won a Super Bowl before Tom Brady? You could probably Google it right now, actually. I think no idea. Had they ever? I don't even know if they've ever won. Maybe it's the first one. Somebody's probably screaming at their let's see. When the Bucks win the Super Bowl. I'm hoping they give a schedule because I'm only using one hand to type. Oh, so I have more commentary with oh, Drew 2003. Bree. Sorry. Oh, no, it's okay. To, um, they were playing against the Las Vegas Raiders. So before this one, that was their sole... Um, that was their the 2003 sole, one. Yeah, win. So now they have two Super Bowl championships. Good for them. Way to go, Tampa. I have more commentary. With Drew Brees retiring, the only obstacle really standing in their way in the NFC is Aaron Rodgers. And he proved to be nothing more than a speed bump in last season's playoff run. Oh my gosh. <gasps> Hi, Mowgli. Colleen's oh. cat, Mowgli, is with us. Hi. So cute. I wish I liked we'll cats start, more. We'll start video recording eventually. And, yeah. Um, you guys can yeah. see. That's so um, cute. Julie like is his favorite person in the world. Yeah, no, I feel he, so. Spondent. He doesn't really like me because he can sense <laughs> that I'm not a cat person, but I respect them. He can, he can, he, he can feel that. your aura, <laughs> and he knows that you're not a cat person, so he doesn't f with you. I'm kind. But to Julie, them. on the other hand, is an animal whisperer. Danielle's dog, they his her mom. You know, you guys all know Danielle. We've talked about her a few times here. Her mom <laughs> thinks that I'm a dog whisperer for their dog. Fun fact: Did you know that dogs, elephants, and horses are the only three animals that can feel human emotions? 
Wait. Yeah. Where did you find this information? It's like a scientific study. I don't study. remember. <laughs> I, I don't remember, absolutely but... believe this. I've heard that yeah. elephants have like prayer rituals when one of the elephants dies. I feel like oh cats God. can too, though. I might be a little biased, but I feel like <laughs> Mowgli knows when I just need a pick me up and he just comes and snuggles and it's so sweet. But yeah, dogs, elephants, and horses. That's so beautiful. I could see that too because people always, I feel like horses too are so like just in tune with their emotions. I feel like, don't you guys see that too? Yeah, they're just I so like horses. Yeah. They're healing. And like when yes. people go to rehab, so many pla- rehab places have horses for a True. reason. Yeah. And also you can, when you look at an elephant's horse and dog's eyes, like I feel like I can see a soul. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. yeah very good point like it's not just i don't know but also i don't mean to get morbid here but i can imagine like places where they test like products on like rabbits and stuff like they have pain yeah it might not be like humans (laughs) yeah yeah. so they so so they they could also have a soul who knows well, it doesn't. If just not like a they human can't soul, feel human emotions doesn't mean they don't have a soul. You know, I just yeah. think they can't sense others. I will say, out of those three animals, I'm allergic to two out of the three. <gasps> Wait, let's guess. And dogs. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I've never been in contact with an elephant, so I sure might be. But maybe. Yeah. Wait, you got to know that. Elephant. I had no idea. You love elephants. Yeah, I know. So one day. Okay. So. Another fun fact about elephants. When elephants, elephants like know that they're dying when they're about to die and they literally like leave their pack and go off and die on their own because they don't want to like, yeah, they don't want to like make, I don't, I forget why specifically, but I feel like it's like they don't want to like make their herd like sad or like hold back their herd. What? That's so so sad. What? Yeah, they, this they can't go be off. true. They they know when it's about to happen and they go off on their own and they leave their herd. Other than that, elephants stick together. That's so That's beautiful. So, I know that really is. Have you I read, love animals? Have you guys read Water for Elephants? I no, but think I've seen I, the movie. I've seen the movie, yeah. <laughs> so sad. Robert Pattinson. It's a beautiful movie. I know. It's really good. Um, yeah, Colleen, look this up. Let us know. I'm gonna um let you guys know another okay. news story. Oh, why do yeah. elephants? Why do elephants mourn the dead? Because elephants live in such close knit herds and live for about as long as humans do. They form strong bond- bonds with those around them. When these ones die, the rest of the herd mourns that death. Okay, this is not giving me any explanation as to why they leave, but they they just mourn their dead. So they like leave. I don't know. We'll have to do more research. I'll have to do more research on that one. Maybe we can just cut this out. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> no, we have to keep it in. I think this is such a beautiful piece of information for people. Well, I think dogs too. They, I've heard that, I mean, when they are, you know, ready to go, getting older, they will walk off or like sit off in the distance a lot. And it's not like just one time and it's their time, but they'll start to, you know, walk away and be on their own more. Because they're just like ready to kind of go. So sad. Wait, that's so sad. Did you know that? Um, like, well, like it's like when when somebody's when the dog's owner is sick or has died, everyone says that the dog will 
be under the bed or get really sad. Right, like yeah, they can exactly. sense it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So great. great segue. And then I do other have story. a story too. Oh, <gasps> I what love the participation. So um it's not that riveting. So I mean, I did my best. No. I was looking things up, trying to find something different. And I feel like this sort of what happened at Gaithersburg High School or ha- yeah, happened because of how old Gaithersburg oh, High School's nice. building was before they decided to make it all nice and new for every class after ours. Crusty but- AF. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it said that at a school in Virginia, um, there was a wallet that was found during like remodeling of the middle school and it belonged to someone from 70 years earlier. Nah. Yeah. And so um, it was like a contractor working on it um, and they were going oh through like gosh. the demolished gym and they found the wallet and That's it pretty cool. included. Did they, I know. Um, did they actually so it, find who's it was? Yeah, so they it had 85 cents in there, um, some stamps, and then a, uh, I think a calendar and a pair of photos. Um, and it was identified to a woman who was 85 years old. And wow, was, she's still kicking. Yeah, her name is Esther French. And what um, like news website did you read this from? Well, again, Jack came in clutch because I told him to Google things. He was like reading me off titles. And I was like, that one. It says um, UPI, UPI oh, okay. United Press International. Okay, I'll, t- I'll look into this. Wait, My- thank you, Jack. Yeah, yeah, that's actually, that's a pretty cool story. Amazing. That's so My wallet so- got stolen at Gaithersburg once. Maybe that'll come and- back in 70 years. <laughs> yeah, stolen. No, I found the wallet like hours later and I'll, I had like $40 cash in it snatched out and I didn't have money in high school that was a lot of money for me right and then I I told my coach to my coach was like Colleen why would you carry $40 cash in your wallet and I'm like I don't know I'm just trying to be a normal person that was like lunch money for a couple of weeks there when we were talking about Cliff's cough I was gonna add do you, did you guys know about when I was on palms and the whole palms team got whooping cough is it from you no, I didn't get it, but it was like some of my friends. I don't want to name them. Wait, babies get whooping cough. All of our friends got it on, wow. on palms. A lot of them. Adults can just... get whooping cough. Yeah, it was like a, a, an epidemic. <laughs> I thought that was a baby It reminded wow. me of when, like in elementary school, everyone got lice. You know. Oh my goodness, lice! <laughs> Wait, you don't know about this? Well. Did you guys not have this happen in your elementary school? No, I got lice one time. I mean, I was yeah. homeschooled in elementary school, but my older sister, it was when um Laurie, Laurie went to Beach Week in Ocean City and she came back and I think she brought lice back with her and Kara and I got it and it was miserable. But my mom just went to the store and got that like shampoo and like shampooed our heads because we were little. We were probably like six, seven. Oh, Man, so you maybe older than that. Maybe we were like, Eight nine, you didn't have to deal with the mayonnaise. Oh no, we did some shampoo that killed it. I never did mayonnaise. You did mayonnaise? I don't think I personally did, but I was told that would be a repercussion. Oh, I oh, think no. I heard that too. Did you ever have it, Sophia? <clears throat> Mom, did I ever have lice? Straight from the source. Affirmative. <laughs> <laughs> from elementary um, school. <clears throat> I think so. It was it was a whole ordeal. Um, 
Wait, did you guys ever have um, chicken pox? Nope. No, nope, never have. I think everybody in my family had it. Like all my old, older siblings got it, except for me and Kara. Either me, me and Kara, or me, Kara, and Ellen. And so we were getting to that age where like you need to have it. And my yeah. mom, literally, anybody who any one of her friends whose kids had chicken pox, she literally was like, "We're scheduling a play date," and she <laughs> literally took us over to their houses to be exposed, like multiple occasions, and we never got it. Well, yeah, yeah. So I've never funny. gotten it, but I just don't know if I want to. But well, I don't think I've known anyone who really has had it. Isn't it related to shingles? Like when you're older. Oh, I oh think yeah. If I was you saying, but I didn't want to make you worry. <laughs> no, if you like, if you don't have chicken pox when you're younger, you could get shingles, and it could be worse than if you had it when you're younger. But now they have a shingle shot, so we're good. Wait, um, Julie, thank you so much for that story. I loved it. Keep them coming. Stories like that. Like, that's like a story of, um, there's a story of uh, a couple in China, I think, or Japan. I think it's China. And they have the same picture when they were little in front of a landmark in China. And they're both in each other's pictures for when they were little. Wait, oh, I wow. see that. And they didn't know each other, but they got married later on. That's oh so wow sweet. wait that yeah. is insane how old is brad pitt he's like 50 right let me look it up 57 57 wow. wait oh wait no 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 i was thinking about leo because brad has seven kids hold on getting to my point here okay <laughs> leo is 46 john is 43 is that what we determined yeah Okay, I was out to brunch over the weekend, <laughs> and I someone told me something, and it stuck with me, and I was like, oh my gosh, that's so true. So we were laughing because Leo breaks up with all of his girlfriends as soon as they turn 25. Like, that's too old for him. Except for now. Now his yes. girlfriend and him are... How not she 25? Camilla Marone, let's Google her age. I'm pretty sure she's like 25, so it's not far. Off. I think she just, she's she's oh she's, she's on 23. So this is what stuck with me, and I was like, oh my gosh, I never thought about this before. So my friend was telling me, and he's he's older, and he has like four kids, but he was telling me, um, that your kids like. Like, all these people are waiting to start families and have kids when they're, like, older. Like, obviously, John Mayer, 43, um, Leo's 46. Like, who knows if they even want kids. But if they did, like, your kids don't want the 60 to 80-year-old, like, point of your life. Like, they want you when you're younger and they want you, like, in their life for a long time. Like, you're not going to live until you're 120 years old. Right. Like, you're really shortening the span of time that you get to spend with your kids when you're having kids like way later in life. And I was like, when you're so starting a family point. and I was, that, I was like, dang, that's so true. That's something about our generation is that we're waiting until we're like older and older to have kids. Yeah. Especially guys. And they're going to, we're going to have a bunch of old dads on our hands. <laughs> but then I feel like too, some, like we went through a brief time where it was just, everyone's I mean it could still be now I don't even know but when people are having kids so young so it's just like it's such a 
I feel like it's like too. You think our generation? Extremes. I don't know if it's ours per se, but I just feel like we went through a time where people were really young. I think there's always going to be certain people that want to get married and have kids very young. But I was talking about this with my friend. Uh, it's definitely a generational thing, I feel like. Okay, but. I was going to say, so right, my friend continue. Julia, and we were saying how, like, our grandparents were probably more in arranged marriages or, like, societal pressured marriages than out of true love. Like, I'm sure there were a lot of marriages that our grandparents had that were in true love, but a lot of them, like, my grandma was, got, my grandma got divorced in Brazil that was very looked down upon it wasn't a normal thing yeah and then our parents generation i feel like they also had a societal pressure to get married somewhat young you know so it was more i don't know i think this is just a trend you don't have to think about and then i think think? i feel like it's just like what everybody did and i feel like if you wanted to get married you got married you didn't like but i think women remember women had to be married to, to get a credit card at one point so I think a lot of women felt like they had to be married. Oh. Wow. Mm, I don't know. But but now I think our generation is the first generation. That's my point. That just like necessarily... we're going to do we're going to get married just when we find our person. Yeah. Which right. I think is the best way. Yeah. But you're right Colleen that does arise another issue later on which is the age that you have kids. Yeah. I can't imagine throwing the ball when I'm that old because, you know, (laughs) stamina runs out even now. Oh, yeah. It's true. Yeah, but I I don't know. I feel like also like the concept of freezing your eggs is so much more um, surrogacy. Like that's all so normalized now. And I think before it, it wasn't. So women felt like. Yeah. They yeah, like only they had, had so to. many options. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very true. We gave some news stories. We talked about animals. We talked about celebs, relationships. We just, there a lot going on this week, I guess. We covered it uh, all. I think we did great. Um, I'm glad none of us are, are um, on zero hours of sleep. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's, that's refreshing. This was a great way to end the day. It's very calming. Chat 100%. with my girls. And then off to bed. You're you're not going to bed. You I'm liar. not. I'm actually <laughs> waiting for my sweet green salad to arrive. It's kind of late. But it's oh starting. my gosh! I wish Wait, sweet green I've never had sweet green. Oh my gosh! That's my favorite thing to get after I come back from Maryland because after there's not really like that when you need a detox. Yes. Wait. Do you guys prefer sweet green over chopped? Um. I don't know. I think I like chopped butter, but I do love sweet green. They're a little different. I haven't had chopped in a while. There's no one here. So I've only had chopped mm. like twice. So I can't make a, you know, educated guess. Wait, Julie, when was the last time you had Shake Shack? <laughs> oh, so bad. Okay. So Sophia visited, <laughs> I think it was in, when was this? Was it in February? Super Bowl. Yeah, Super Bowl week in 2020. Yes, she visited us. We were we had ourselves a day with me, Jack, Sophia. We go to Shake Shack, eat our normal order, and we felt so sick after. Italian. Like we just did not feel well. And it was like a we Saturday. Needed- we were gonna go out. This so is we had tea. Yeah. So have you guys had Shake Shack since? 
No. Um, we needed green tea before. I'm sure I've have. I have, but it's been traumatizing. I literally had Shake Shack last weekend and the weekend before. Okay, but don't you remember? Oh my gosh, but we all went to Shake Shack in New York a couple no. years ago. You don't remember this? Oh, we were walking yeah. around and we had to like that's we when Shake, Shake Shack, Shack was new. Yeah. Didn't it start in New York too? Probably. I think it did. I think it started in New York. Shake Shack was newer. It was, was like, ye- like, yeah, this was like five years ago. So we got Shake Shack. We ordered it. And you know how they kind of take a while? So uh-huh. we're waiting. And all of a sudden, our person that we were supposed to hang out that night was like, okay, be ready in like 30. We Wait. were like, <gasps> oh, yeah. What? We are like, uh, we need to like shower. And get I was ready. on this trip. And now we're at Shake Shack waiting for our food. I was on this trip. Yeah, this was like trip number one in New York for us. Were we staying at Danielle's place? No, we we're staying in a hotel. In this was for your probably your birthday then. Okay, mm. but I don't. Yeah, it wasn't quite that long ago. I mean, it was it was longer ago. No, the first time we went, we stayed at Danielle's place in Connecticut. Yeah, this was not that time. Okay, ladies, I think we can wrap it up. I think we've got a lot of content that. Uh, yeah, it won't be fun for me to edit, but. It'll be nice. For I you know. Guys. I was thinking about that. Like we're well over an hour. <laughs> I'm gonna. But okay. we didn't. I mean, we didn't start until like 30 minutes in. So. All right, guys. See you see same you. time oh, next never... week, y'all. Just kidding. See you same time next week. <laughs> yeah. You no, know, I just had a little bit too much of Hennessy. Just gonna tell y'all I feel.